today, or this week rather, on Through the Lens, uh, we're going to be talking about a movie that certainly exists. I'll say that. For this episode intro, I really did try. I tried to come up with things to, little jokes to work into it, to weave into it like I usually do, but I'm just going to, this movie really, it was hard to do with. Today, we're talking about the highest grossing movie of all time, Morbius, starring Jared Leto and Doctor Who, directed by Daniel Espinosa, I think, the guy that made Life, the one where Ryan Reynolds and Jake, Ryan Gosling, Jake Gyllenhaal are in space, and then at the end, it comes to Earth, the alien. Spoiler alert, Davis. Who's going to watch? This? I've seen Life. You don't I, need to see I, it. I've also seen Life. It was pretty middle of the road, much like this movie. The the twist. We're going to clarify so a, few, a few factual errors from Davis's intro. Number one, Ryan Gosling is not in Life. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? It's Jake Gyllenhaal, okay. Ryan Reynolds, Hiroyuki Sonata, and Rebecca Ferguson. But more importantly... Morbius is not the highest grossing film of all time. It does, it does own a certain box office record, which we will be talking about a bit later on in the show. But it is Morbius Sweep. It's Morbius Month, whatever you want to call. The Summer of Morbius. Mor- Mor- Morbius Maperol is what I saw one. I don't even know. It was I a real sold-out crowd for our showing. <laughs> there, there were six people there, including myself, Davis, and Grayson, the station manager. Grayson still did not want to come on this episode. I don't, I don't blame Grayson. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure most of you have not seen Morbius, so don't worry. We'll give a quick rundown don't. of this film so our criticisms will make a little bit more sense. But, of course, before that, Davis, we've got some. We got a lot of news. we got some Good. trivia to get into. A lot of fun things to talk about beforehand. Aren't you excited for that, Davis? I sure am. So, first and foremost, let's talk about the trivia from last week. There was a trivia question asked that we did not answer. We were going to save it till today. It was, who plays the rough-edged adventurer, Jack Holden, in Romance in the Stone? Romance in the Stone is directed by Robert Zemeckis. Davis, do you have the answer? I have no clue. I don't do you, would you like a hint? Robert Redford. No. Would you like a hint, Davis? Let me let me let me see if I can divine it real quick. Divine it by googling the movie. I'm not googling it. What Michael you, Douglas. What did you show me? What you googled? I'm on my page. Oh, you, bro. bro. I'm, are you with that? I'm I making think, my. I think the mic picked up you clicking away. If they did, then no. Nah. We'll see. But yes, that's correct. It is Michael Douglas in *Romancing the Stone*. My mom and I really liked the movie. We watched it a few times. It's it's funny. It's you know it's it's a 1980s. It's a lot like um. Oh my gosh, that Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum movie that's been that came out recently. Oh, The Lost City. Yeah, actually looks kind of fun. No, the, the, like it's those that movie like genre essentially was kind of created in the '80s, and I'm it does look like a lot of fun. But Romance of the Stone is very similar to that for any of those who think that movie looks. There's good. also a oh. new. Did you see the? Were you in the theaters for that Brad Pitt? Yeah. Trailer. What was uh, it? It was uh, Bullet Train. Oh yeah. Who's that looked good. I don't know. Let me Google right now. Actually, yeah, we we saw some trailers. It's okay. Always, always. I mean, I mean, okay. It looked like the kind of movie my family and I would watch and have a lot of fun with. Sandra Fair. Bullock is in that movie, but I did not see her. It was in, a trailer. So directed by David Leach. David Leach, for those who do not know, the is, wannabe David Lynch is known for directing Deadpool two, as okay. well as Atomic Blonde and Hobbs and Shaw. There you go. Oh, oh, John Wick. Now that. Oh, he was actually a producer and he co-directed John Wick. And he also re- uh, produced but did not direct Nobody, the film that starred um, Bob Odenkirk as, well, no, Mr. Nobody. I thought that was a good movie. So, I mean, it looks good. It looks fun. I don't know if I'd see it in theaters, but it looks like it'd be a fun movie, Davis. That's all I'm going to say about that. It looks interesting. I I'll think. I, I, there we go. There we go. 
But anyway, after that trivia, we will have a trivia question at the end of the show. We'll ask it at the end and answer it at the beginning of next week's episode. But again, we thank you all for joining us. I'm Alex alongside Davis, as you already know. And let's get into some news. So first and foremost, the biggest news of all, Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars for the next 10 years. However, he is still eligible for future nominations and wins. So that's right. He cannot attend the ceremony, but he could be nominated and win the Oscars. What are your thoughts on I that, I abstain from comment. Abstain from I comment. I feel like I've I've voiced my issue with who they choose to have issues Such with. as Roman Polanski and Woody Allen. Woody Allen, Roman Polanski, Harvey Weinstein's not banned from... I must say, he's not officially he's, he's banned. He's in jail, is but like... I feel like that could have been a good, could have been a good uh, symbolic step to be like, "Hey, you're banned, Harvey Weinstein." Are you sure he's not officially banned? Uh, if he ha- if he is, I have not heard about it. They're making much more of a fuss about Will Smith slapping a guy than Harvey Weinstein sexually abusing however many people he did. Ah, okay. So I'm pretty sure they might have rescinded some of his Oscars. I don't even know. So they never they never took away Harvey Weinstein's Oscar. So but they I believe Harvey Weinstein has been expelled from the Academy. Let's see. Here's a here's Sports Kita's five celebrities who have been banned. So an official statement the governor mentioned the poor governor decided so blah 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 blah. That's all Will Smith catch up. So Richard Gere um was banned. Let's see. The actor went off script while presenting the Best Art Direction Award, the event, he st- and he spoke about Tibet being occupied by China. While presenting, Gear referred to China's actions as horrendous, horrendous human rights situation. This caused a lifetime ban on the actor's My movies goodness. in China, which caused many complications in his career. At the time, Gear was also banned for the Os- from the Oscars for two decades. Um, Have you ever heard the story about... Um when Marlon Brando was got a, won an Oscar and he sent a Native American lady up to like receive it for him, or she to like he to like refuse receiving it and to like bring it to bring awareness to the uh oh the the um you 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 said Marlon Brando yeah 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 I've seen that a million times that's that's a pretty did you know that five people had to hold John Wayne back from going up there and hitting yes, her yes that's what I, that's and what I I read the interview from her yeah nothing it's... nothing done there. Yeah, uh, that was actually a big in big circulation after the Will Smith controversy. I think I actually talked about it briefly uh, when we had Will on for the Shawshank Green Mile episode and talked about the whole Will Smith debacle. But yeah, it seems like Harvey Weinstein had been expelled, and then Polanski, even though he's still been nominated, has been expelled. Um, let's see. He they, he he was finally expelled in 2018. After they also expelled Will Bill Cosby, they've expelled some people, but the Polanski one came in 2018, which is a long time after uh, after everything that went down. Yeah, I don't want to like in like the 80s. I don't want to. I don't want to get into I'm extreme detail that. on it either because I don't know so much about it. But okay, there's been some bans, but yeah, he's been banned for 10 years. But I think the whole idea that he can still receive Oscars, but he can't attend, seems kind of dumb to me, doesn't it? I don't think he should have been banned at all, honestly. I don't think so. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, like, yeah, maybe they could have made a statement and be like, this is not Excuse okay. Me. Maybe like a one, two year ban, but I not think, lifetime. It's not, it's 10 years. Oh, 10. Okay, basically lifetime. He's going to be retired by then. No, he's not. Will Smith's only like 50. At this rate, he is 53. Okay. So he'll, uh, 10 years, still even too much. A year, two? I think it's just a bit transparent to me that, in my opinion, that they are allowing him to keep winning awards so he can, like, you know, headline the show and say, hey, this movie that Will Smith was in is nominated. When in reality, if you're not going to let the guy show up, why are you going to let him 
receive awards. It doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway, I think, oh, well, one more thing about go it. Ahead, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's gonna this is gonna concern Amy Schumer. Did did we mention the joke that she was gonna say last no, time? No, we we had not. Um, so Amy well, Schumer. I, well, first of all, I just want to say it's ridiculous. She's acting like she saw someone got shot on stage. A guy got slapped, and she said she was traumatized. I don't know if that, I didn't see the live any interview of that. I don't know how sarcastic that was. Mm, well, still, people in general. It, I'm implying to everybody here that's like, oh, he slapped him. I'm like, have you never seen a person get slapped before? Have you never been slapped? That's traumatizing to you. Oh my goodness. She, like she, saw a, hold... she acted like she saw a national tragedy come down. <laughs> you said you were going to hold your tongue for a second. <laughs> but it's yeah, a then, slap. Then well, Amy I mean, Schumer like, revealed Chris Rock is not pressing charges. The police are not pressing charges against Will Smith. I'm, Will Smith apologized. I mean, like you can be like, that was kind of it that was, was uncalled for. I think it was dumb. I but think it's not it was traumatizing. Yeah, I, I think I, I think in my opinion it was very dumb of him to do it. There, that was not the. I don't want to invalidate trauma, first of all, but it's a slap. And it even if he had, like punched him on stage and like kept it like Batman after he injected the the the, the Gatorade. Yeah, I could be like, okay, that's that's. I, I think there's a right to that. He just one slap walked off. But more importantly, this links together to Amy Schumer revealing that a joke she was not allowed to say was, this film is called Don't Look Up, more like Don't Look Down the Barrel of a Gun Held by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> real funny, real funny, Amy. You, why do you make, you make such a terrible joke, they save you from presenting it, and then you're like, I'm going to tell this terrible joke anyway. It's not funny. What an awful joke. Who, so First Jack, of all, I remember I told Jack that he was like, comedians are still using more like jokes and still think they're funny. Like. I, and even 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 so, let's build on that. One, on top of the joke being uncalled for, I'll get to that in a second. It, it's not like Alec Baldwin is in Don't Look Up. Those are two completely unrelated incidents. There's no connection. I think it's well known that Amy Schumer There was more of a connection really, between Jada Pinkett Smith and G.I. Jane than there was between these we're two We're going to find out that she stole that joke from like Twitter in like a month or something. Probably. That she's known to do. Probably. She actually stole uh, like two jokes from her set. Oh. From Twitter. Oh, dear. That's yeah. not great. I can't remember what they were. But even then, that's even also not, that, talk about a tragedy that you should not joke about. Some person died. Yes. Alex Hall wasn't even there either, I don't think. Was he? He was. He was the one that, oh, at, at the Oscars? Yeah. I don't believe so, no. But So what was the point of that joke? It's it, it's, it, that's the, like making the, a Heath Ledger joke. The, the point of that, that joke is everybody saw Ricky, Ricky Gervais host the Golden Globes, and they said, I want some of that. But the rule is Ricky Gervais is the only guy that can really do that. In my opinion, most of the other ones will try and be very controversial, but he somehow toes the line very perfectly. I don't know how he does it, but it's his British accent. It must be, <laughs> um, must be that. Don't uh, look up. More like, <laughs> don't look down the barrel of Alec Baldwin's shotgun. It's <laughs> funny now. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, people are falling out of their chairs. Uh, any final thoughts on not the? Not funny. Whoever, whoever says that's not funny. Yeah, not not at all. Not at all. You're, uh, never mind. You like meaning like Jimmy, whatever his name is, the British guy. Let me look into it. I don't know what you're talking about. Do we do we want to move on from the Oscars? Yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose we do. So in other news, we've got quite a bit to discuss. Jimmy Carr is his name. Ah, he would say that. Really he's not that funny. Oh, he's okay, just like, okay, he's like, okay. oh, I'm edgy. I'm edgy. Edgy and controversial, yeah. That's, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Well, moving on to other news. we got quite a bit to delay the inevitable that is talking about Morbius. Even though it is Morbius Month, Morbius April. Summer of Morbius. It, we we should have seen. It is Morbius Monday right now. Oh, my gosh. It is Morbius Monday. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2 made $71 million at the domestic box office this, it, this past week. Sonic 2 is going to save movie theaters. <laughs> it might. The biggest opening weekend ever for a video game adaptation, Davis. How do you feel about that? I haven't I'm, seen the Sonic I've films. I've heard the but Sonic 
first one's good. I, they're it fun. seems like second one's good. I mean, like if they're making good movies, that's you got just, Idris Elba's Knuckles. That's crazy. Yeah. If they if they're good movies, I'm okay with video game adaptations if they're good and not just like cash grabs like that. What was that German guy's name that used to make them all the time in the early 2000s? Oh, 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 dang it! I don't know. Doom. Is he the one that made Doom? He's the one that made like he like produced every single. He's like Avi Arid for video game movies. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to look it up and see if it was Doom. Was it? Oh, was it Andrej Barkowiak? No, it's Yui Bowl. Oh, never yeah, mind. I got him. So that guy just produced like every. Like he like, yes. He would either make them or produce them. Like he, Postal, there was a Postal movie if you didn't know. He no, directed a lot of them too. House the of the Dead, world. Blood Rain. He made the Rampage movies. That's so, so strange. Yeah, and all of them that he made were terrible. Like, I, there's, I don't think there's a single one that he made that there were people like, okay. This is wait, okay. he made the Rampage movie with The Rock? No, 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 no. No, I thought you had said that. I mean, it might be a different thing. Might be a different guy. But yeah, he made a Sonic. Far Cry movie. Uh, what? Yeah. I didn't even hear about that. That was in 2006. Oh, wait, where'd it go? I lost it. There it is. Far Cry, starring, you want to take a guess? Um, oh, you won't, you won't, you've never heard of any of these people. I haven't, have I? Oh, wait, no. Yes, you have. Who? Who? He's in Glorious Bastards. I'll I'll give you that. Um. Okay. I'm looking at the cast right now. Wait. You're cheating. You cheat all the time. Oh. Oh. Uh. Till Schweiger. Yeah. He's he's Jack. He's the main character. Wow. Okay. Why is that a? Is a three point two oh out of my ten gosh. on IMDb. Oh my god. One point two out of five on Letterboxd. Do you know? Do you know how much money it made? Thirty million. No, the oh, budget was $30,000. $700,000. Are you kidding me? You've really never heard about Yui Bowl? Holy Yui cow. Crazy. Holy cow. What on earth? Anyway, wow. Least fun facts. Wow. He just, okay, he awesome. just pumping out video game movies. Evidently. Well, good. I don't going to say it's good for Sonic. You know, I mean, it looks like a fun movie. Now, there is some controversy with the whole they. The pressure of Twitter got them to change the design, but I think it was for the better because Sonic looks great. Anyway, Davis, any any other things on Yui Bowl for uh, for the masses? He's written two books. Oh, wie man in Deutschland einen Film drehen muss: How one must make a movie in Germany. Good, pro- good pronunciation. I think Davis. that was very nice, decent. Very nice. And wow. also die Gattungsserie und ihre Gene, Gene, genres. Got it. Yeah. Genus series and its genres on themes of serial television. Thank you, Yui Bowl. (laughs) Evidently, thank you. Thank you, Yui Bowl. And speaking of another great director, I say in quotes, speaking about Yui Bowl, Sam Raimi has revealed, as he is the director of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, that he has only seen four or five MCU movies. He confirmed that he has seen, he has not seen much of what Elizabeth Olsen calls the new Marvel. But he has seen Iron Man, The First Avengers, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther, as well as clips from others. Davis, you were saying. I think Iron Man's a good one to see because that's probably one of the better ones. I agree. As is Doctor CGI Strange. CGI-wise. Actually, yes. looks pretty good. Yes, it does. We've we talked about this. Okay, so I saw a thing the other day how, like, Iron Man, yeah, Iron Man had humor, right? But, like, Iron Man would just, like, mow people down. Then he wouldn't go, like, so that happened. <laughs> like, he just, he just did it, and it was cool. It like, was like people have talked about the what in my opinion is my favorite scene of that movie is when he goes after the terrorist that had captured yeah, him. He, he just lands down and whacks him. And then he shoots the tank with the small missile that is not supposed to be uh the missile's tiny, Tee. It's a oh, this man he's got the superior yeah. technology. And then he just walks away as it blows up behind him. You can see if you if you I bet if you rewatch all the movies, you can see like the the slow mm, 
Marvelization of Marvel. Absolutely, because even then, like, so when he goes like to Like Captain the, America wasn't he, that humorous. Yeah, and when he escapes, you know, he gets shot by that tank, and that's how he ends up blowing up the tank, but you don't hear him go, ah! for like 20 minutes, which is what most Marvel movies would Jarvis! Do. <laughs> it's going <laughs> down! <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, like, did you see that? <laughs> And, like, even then, you know, his phone call with the roads a little later is kind of funny, but it's also pretty tense because he's talking to them while two F-15s are chasing after him. Yeah, I agree. People have said that, that you know, that has sarcasm and jokes, and it does when he is Tony Stark, but not when he is Iron Man. Yeah. Not really. Like, even even then, um, when the Iron Man ends, right, and uh, he tells Pepper to push the button that overloads the arc reactor to kill Jeff Bridges' character, whose name I can't remember. Um, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps! Isn't it like, you list, no. No, it's not. It's, uh, oh my god. Oh, it's uh, Obadiah Stane. That's his there name. There you go. There we go, there we go. Tony Stark built this in a cave! <laughs> But anyway, like he does that and he doesn't, you know, Pepper doesn't get up there and he doesn't wake up and say, could I have a cheeseburger? Because that's how, you know, that's how MCU movies would end now. But that's no. how they are. I, it's, you can just like, you, you can like see the evolution from being like some humor, but mostly serious. I think an MCU series next year is the move, Davis. Oh, let's get some, movies, let's, get, but... let's get some work this summer. Let's get some work this summer. Let's okay. do it. By the way, I've learned that our poster that Jack made for Back to the Future, which was awesome, by the way. Shout out to Jack Thanks, for that Jack. one. Um, excuse me. It also said they chose the best for last or whatever. And that apparently led, and by people, I mean Carson, one of our devoted listeners, to believe that that was our last yep, episode our last ever. Ep- sorry, people. So I was like, I was like no, this no, it's, our last it is episode. not. It is not, in fact, our last episode. We've got a few more this year, and then we've got a bunch to do next year. It's been, it's been Jack a while. Jack always ride. hides little, little things in yes, it. Yes, he did. It, it, was, it was brilliant. They saved the best episode for last, but this time they may have gone too far. Which, not to mention, he picked a perfect, he picked a, uh, one of the perfect photos for because that photo I am already wearing a hat so it looks perfect <laughs> he, he did a good job on the yes, fingers absolutely I love it that's <laughs> hilarious it's a good one it is absolutely anyway so uh, yeah what are your thoughts on I guess since Sam Raimi's directing it's not a huge issue is it because he's not writing so the I script. saw a pretty funny I saw a pretty funny like tweet I'm not sure if it was true it'd be really funny if it was true is it like Sam Raimi watched one of those videos on YouTube that like recap all of the MCU just so he can make the movie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, but you know, he's seen Doctor Strange, and I mean, he's just directing. So you know, directing doesn't have as much to do with the story as the writing does. Directors, you know, are going to make the difference between a bland-looking film and what this film could be. But I don't really have a big issue with it. Any other thoughts on this, Davis? Mm, I think the movie's going to be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward the, to it. Actually, like the only one I'm actually excited for absolutely too it was only two hours and six minutes though that's a lot to cut co- that's a lot to cover we'll see but the question is why am i excited for it because dr strange is the best part of recent mcu movies i think because spider-man might show up i heard spider-man was oh the- actually because wolverine might show up bro that's the, that's been the rumor bro, for a while I'm looking forward to it's that. kind of simmered down recently all the rumors are kind of disappeared true because marvel i think i think marvel's cooled it on the leaks where in previous with no way home the rumors could never die down because there was a leak every two days true. You're reading it off live on the air. Uh, I was getting, I was getting reports like the Pentagon guy. You're like, made. I got sources, man. My, my source, he's got 20 followers on Twitter. He said this. Was that was uh, I wrong? That's no. the question, though. No, you were completely right. Thank actually, you. it's pretty incredible. Uh, James Gunn, speaking of the MCU, has said that they are currently shooting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three cameos for true fans of the franchise. Who do you think that'll be? Do you think that'll be like comic characters? I'm not very familiar with it with Guardians of the Galaxy myself. Um... It's probably going to be like the original Guardians of the Galaxy cast. 
which was different. Let's see. Right. Original. Like we had some cameos uh, in in the uh, the second film with some of the OG characters. Sylvester Stallone even played one of them as well. Yeah. So I wonder if it's gonna be more like that. And will we finally see Adam Warlock? Yes, we're gonna see Adam Warlock. Good. Good. I think we are. Have you played the Guardians of the Galaxy game? I've not. I've heard it's awesome. It is awesome. Adam yeah. Warlock is in that. Ooh. It is. Phenomenal. It didn't get as much press as I expected. It I, was really good. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna like. Get... It's like it's. It actually balanced like the team because there's you like switch you can, or like you're playing as Star Lord right, right yeah, and then yeah, you have yeah. all your other teammates right. You can like switch you, like and push use... a button and they like they'll like load up their thing and they'll like they'll fire. It's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think I'll give it a shot over the summer. You know. It's... It is really good. Um, Highly recommend. Cool. Cool. There you go. There you go. If you if you guys would like to Much play, the Avengers game, you guys would like to played. play Guardians of the Galaxy. I just I said I highly recommend. Go I didn't right, say go, go right get ahead. It. I mean, if you if you would like to, if you, you can feel check so it out. Inclined. If you feel so inclined, you can check that out. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be fun. James Gunn, man's about as consistent as there is in Hollywood right yeah. now. We loved the Suicide Squad. Scooby Doo two. I've lo- <laughs> Scooby Doo two, which actually is the um, better one of the two. That's true, and I think the composer for Morbius did the score for Scooby Doo two. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I have trivia everywhere to make up for the fact that I don't want to talk about this movie. Um, but yeah, seriously, like I like Guardians of the Galaxy 1. I like Volume 2 as well. Not as much as the first one, in my opinion, but dude's consistent. And he also makes his films feel very unique in the MCU formula. Wouldn't you say so, Davis? Guardians, I, I, they're unique within the MCU formula. Yes. Considering most of them are very but Yeah, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is probably one of the better ones. I agree. But I'll be honest, I tried to rewatch it recently, and I just... It's a little slow to start. out. It, no, I mean, like, I'm just marveled out. Like, well, I was just like, Marvel, I don't it's, feel like it. it. They, they are nearing the point of oversaturating the market in terms of what people are going to want. I think it's going to reflect in the box office a bit with some of their lesser-known films. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think releasing something like Eternals during COVID kind of saved them from the fact that I think that movie would have failed at the box office regardless. Interesting, interesting. I think, I think you know, you can do the, oh, it's COVID, it didn't make any money, but... Are you really sure that's the reason why? I mean, same with Black Widow. And now they've got some more heavy hitters coming in with Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange. But, you know, how is Ant-Man 3 going to do it? I mean, it's going to, you know, they're going to have multiverse implications, but eventually they're going to have to go away from the multiverse, and that's where I think they're going to struggle. But anyway. Hmm. Interesting. Indeed. We'll see. And speaking of other uh, directors, in an article with Variety, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, they were supposed to be the directors of The Flash at one point, recalled executives telling them that, quote, if we played our cards right, right, excuse me, we would one day graduate to live action and that, quote, certain animated movie we made was so enjoyable that it reminded them of a, quote, unquote, real movie. And I'm going to say right now, let's stop with this slander of animated films. I don't know how you feel. I mean, you're a big Coco guy, so I mean, like, you had I, it in your and top No, animated 10. films are awesome. Like, that's, oh, same thing the Oscars were doing. Yeah, were they dr- like, I had a dream last night one of my professors got the uh, EGOT, whatever it's called. What is it called? The what? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar. Tony. Tony. Yeah. Ooh, he got. Oh, there you go. That's cool. It was crazy. So, yeah, so the Lego movie is what the, is what these guys directed. They also directed and wrote Cloud with a Chance at Meatballs, which mm. is, I, I really like that Good movie. movie. They've also done 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street. 21 and, Jump Street is really funny. And they also worked as producers on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. But all I'm going to say is, like, yeah, let's normalize animated movies being just good movies. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, they, I some, mean, they are. Some of these movies are not kids' movies. I'm gonna say right now. Like, I mean, they have kid elements in it, but like, I mean, I don't know. You 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 feel strongly about Coco as anybody does. Oh, so, don't get me started on. I it. just I I kind of resent that because like I think an animated movie can be as good as a live action movie in my opinion. How to Train Your Dragon two, great movie. 
Great movie with a very serious plot line, by the way. Spoiler alert. Is that the one where his- Stoic gets blown up. The third one's where his mom comes back. No, his mom comes back in the second one, and then his mom is uh, still- uh, I thought that was like the, the third, third one. one. No, no, no. The third one is where uh, Toothless finds that white uh, dragon that's white. That's Light Fury, so okay. it's Night Fury and Light Fury and the whole thing. Yeah. I haven't seen that one as much, but I like those movies. But yeah, man, I, I don't like that because I just- I really like- um, I really like, for example, the Lego movie, by the way. And also, yeah, oh, these, guys Lego be, movie is awesome. these guys will be writers and producers on Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 and Part 2. Looking forward to that. But yeah, that's just, man, why? why, why? What do you mean graduate? Animated films are amazing, and I'm going to say that right now. Hey, by the way, you want to ask Grayson wants to step in, Davis? I, I doubt Grayson would want to. You can... Ah, uh, nice. He's gone. Never mind. He's probably got some work to do anyway, because normally he's in there. So I'll, 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 I'll shoot a text. Shoot, shoot a text. Uh, anyway, moving on, Davis, this is a debate that relates to a movie that we saw and talked about on the podcast. There's a debate across the comic book film fandom, specifically in DC, with the Batman. Excuse me. A number of edits are going around with Robert Pattinson's Batman featuring a tighter cowl, but specifically white eyes. What are your thoughts on this, Davis? I'm sure you've seen it going mm. around. No, I don't want to. No, no white eyes. Is it specifically you don't want white eyes in general, or is it something related to Pattinson? Because no, I don't. No, I don't think. Because Pattinson, if Pattinson had white eyes, the acting performance would have... True. His, his whole performance with he, his eyes. He used his eyes a lot in a lot of these scenes. I agree with that, actually. I think I think the the white eyes kind of takes away from it in a lot in a lot of ways. So I, I, I'm i fine with the... Rachel just said no. Oh, no. that's fair. I think that's, that's understandable. Fair. That's fair. I, I'm okay with a tighter cowl. Some of the edits I saw looked fine. But I agree. The eyes is what Pattinson used to really make this performance stand out. And I think it's something we should definitely stick with in the future. Wouldn't you agree, Davis? Yes. All right. There we go. So moving on again, talking about Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has reportedly hit pause on any future projects involving Ezra Miller's Flash after the recent arrest of the actor. Miller has been a part of the Fantastic Beasts franchise as well as the new Flash film, which is supposed to release in June of 2023, so June 23rd. A lot of bad things going on for Ezra Miller and you know more chaos for DC. I don't really have any particular thoughts on this. Just want to post that, make sure that people heard that news Specifically, those for Fantastic Beast fans. I've not seen that film, but or any of those films. I've heard they're they're good. We could do an episode. I've heard. I've heard they're all I've right. I've heard the first ones all right. Then the other. Ones I've heard are they're not. all right. They got some controversy. They got three people playing Grindelwald, one in each movie at this point, um, for a lot of other reasons. But yeah, it looks like Ezra Miller will not be in any movies past the Flash. I don't know what they can do, especially you know if the Flash succeeds. What do you do? Go from there, but. Obviously, if Ezra Miller can get the help that they need, then I think that's kind of what is in the best interest of Warner Brothers and the best interest of DC and the franchise as a whole. Anyway, moving on again, keeping in the comic book realm, Kingpin and Daredevil will reportedly appear in the Disney Plus show Echo. The series will be a spinoff of the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. I'm excited for this, Davis. I know you haven't seen Daredevil, but can you please do me a solid watch it this summer? Mm-hmm. Come I on can't now! Promise that. Come on now! I cannot promise. You got to do it. You got to do it. I've look, seen three episodes. Look, after I saw No Way Home, I convinced my friend Corinne, friend of the show Corinne, to watch uh, that the Daredevil series. She watched it in like four days. Then, after listening to it, Carson, uh, who we had talked about uh, just a few moments ago about getting worried that the show was ending, watched all of Daredevil as well, and is she, she loved she, it as is well. She a listener? She is actually. She's gonna she's gonna join the show next year uh, for an episode. We're gonna we're gonna get get in the works on that one. You know, call in or something like that. Oh, well, I was just... I mean, maybe, she, maybe she's in Auburn and she can join. Who knows, man? We'll make it work. It'll be fun. Come all on. Right, all right, It's our It's our last hurrah, Davis. We have a whole year. Yeah. 
Uh, our, it's our last hurrah. It's not our last three episodes. It's like 20, okay, we'll, we'll get there. We'll face that. Yeah, we exactly. Get there. But uh, they both really loved the show. So Davis, I think I think you'd like it. It's not very MCU. I, I, you said I know it's. Out. I've seen three episodes. I know it's good, but I'm just bad about watching shows. Well, I'll just text you reminders all summer. How about that? Mm, okay. <laughs> if you if you feel like you want to text me reminders, feel free. But no promises. I will. I will. Speaking of more TV, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman will appear in the final season of Better Call Saul. I haven't That's seen that cool. show, but my dad loves it. I wonder how they'll tie in. Jesse makes a bit more sense because he's already in the crime world at that point, but I don't know how they're going to tie in Walter. But that's cool. I think, man, th- both those shows are so brilliantly made and brilliantly written and directed. It's it's ridiculous. And I think, you know, that's the perfect character th- to write about for better doing a spinoff series with Better Call Saul. And I've heard that it's amazing. Bob Odenkirk, I've seen some clips. He is brilliant. I really want to watch that show at some point. But I, you've seen Breaking Bad, haven't you, Davis? No. Oh. Davis, what a show it is. Let me take. I don't watch TV shows that much. Well, as you know. Yeah, it's true. You're you're a video game guy, and I'm I'm the TV show guy. TV, video game, movie guy. There you go. There you go. All right. And according to the Duffer Brothers, and according to Deadline, I mean, uh, every episode in Stranger Things season four will be over an hour long. They have also called this their Game of Thrones season, which is a bit dangerous to invoke the the name Game of Thrones. Honestly, you want to talk about being MCU'd out, Davis? As a fan of Stranger Things, I'm just tired of waiting for this show to, you know, air. I'm okay with it taking so long because, like, so far they've been really... No, they have, but it seems almost ridiculous how long it's taken. Davis, are you aware of how, like, separated they are? Like two the, years each? The first the first season premiered in 2016. We were on season four right now, and it's probably not going to show up until... Oh, wait. The series is premiering on May 27th? There you go. In July You just 1st? had to say something. And it's also been renewed for a fifth and final season. But yeah. Okay, so I'm glad they're I'm glad they're cutting it off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 2016, what well, July 2016 was the first season. Then the second season was October 2017. Only a year apart, not bad, not bad, right? But then the third season took 2 years until July 4th, 2019. And now we're three years from now. It just feels very stretched out, honestly. And I get it. You know, I, it's fine. And again, you're right, Davis. I don't know. Have you watched? You haven't watched this show, have you? Yeah. Oh wait, you did. You I've did? kept up with. Oh, there you go. Stranger Things. I love it. I, I, I love it too. I think it's. I think it's because there's not like it's very. Consistent. It's just that you just watch that one season. It's good, and then I don't have to worry about then it. And you for disappear a while. for a while, and it's so consistent as well. I will say. Um, but I don't know. It just kind of bothers me that it takes so long. But it'll be coming out apparently later this year. That's pretty exciting. Though there hasn't been a trailer yet. And also, talking about TV shows on streaming, two Sherlock Holmes, as in the movie, spinoff shows are in development at HBO Max with Robert Downey Jr. working as an executive producer. Davis, are you excited for that in any way? Say it again. Sherlock Holmes with so the Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Ju- no, the Robert Robert Jeez. Robert okay. Downey Jr. Okay. I, I will close your laptop. I, I'm working hard over here. I will close it. I just that's the first thing I've missed. Yeah, I heard so Robert. Two Sherlock Holmes spinoff shows, as okay, in, actually, based on the film starring Robert Downey Jr., are in development with at, Robert Downey Jr. at I HBO Max, it. and Robert Downey Jr. will work as an executive producer. So it's who's going to be? Who's going to start? Gonna I don't know who's going to be. What I don't know. I do actually. Robert Pattinson might be actually a decent. Ah, I really like those movies though, the Robert Downey Jr. ones. I don't know if you've seen them, but I'm a big fan. I've seen like half of the second one where like the tree gets blown up. Or whatever crazy scene. I saw a, a, a TikTok the other day. It was making fun of those where he was like they were fighting and it was like 
I think I was making fun of the Benedict Cumberbatch one where, where like the Sherlock show where he was like, yeah, apply pressure to the back of the head, and then like he hits him. No, that's definitely uh, that's uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, one. Like, it was discombobulate. Funny. It was discombobulate. <laughs> Because so there's an there's an edit where he, where it's just a two minute fight of him just discombobulating the guy over and over again. It's rather hilarious. I recommend. Um, no, um, that's a, that's a very funny video though. I I really like it. Um, anyway though, I'm kind of looking forward to that. I like the universe. I like the movies. I like the style. If Guy Ritchie's not involved, you're gonna lose a lot of a lot of that unique style of his. But I think it'll be it'll be fun. Though you're right. What's it gonna be about if Robert Downey Jr. is not in the in the shows? I don't really know. Also, Daisy Ridley has returned to Instagram for the first time after taking a break in 2016 due to the hate she received for her performance in Star Wars The Force Awakens. Davis, you and I have been very clear on our thoughts on fans being way too negative and, quite frankly, offensive to actors and actresses for their roles. So I applaud Daisy Ridley for coming back back to Instagram. We We welcome her back. And again, let's just be clear, the hatred that actors and actresses receive for certain films they are in and their roles is utterly ridiculous. We talk a big game here. We're going to talk a big game about Morbius in a bit, but there's no need to be as, you know, just honestly disgusting as a lot of people have been towards a lot of actors, especially in recent years. It's really expanded a lot recently, specifically with just people gatekeeping things like Star Wars, acting like these actors have ruined their childhood. Who cares? Move on and, you know, calm down, in my opinion. I know, Davis, you, you've you shared the similar stuff. I feel like I don't well. need to say anything. I, I think we both agree on this. Everybody knows. Yeah. I'm the the outspoken one of the show. Is that the right? Is that, is that right? You're very outspoken about. Yes, I, I think that's a very fair point. Yes, very very fair. Uh, good good uh, phrase to use. But yeah, that's just how fans could do that to begin with. I, I, it annoys me. Anyway, moving on to other big name franchises. Thor: Love and Thunder has broken the record for the shortest gap in time between an MCU movie's first trailer debut and the film's theatrical premiere because we still do not have a trailer yet, and we are under 100 days away. Interesting. The question to to me, to you, Davis, and to everybody: Do you think the MCU is doing this because they know they don't have to spend a lot of money on marketing? Um, because heard, No Way Home's trailers were really late after I, that first big one. They just chilled. That's true. I did hear that um, this movie got a standing ovation and like uh, experiment. What are the like the showings to like the fans or whatever? Yeah. So apparently, it's really good. I mean, no, I, I'm sure it's going to be good. I didn't really. I didn't like Ragnarok a whole lot. Ragnarok's one of the better, based, one of the more based on the way ones. it kind of totally shifted the character. It didn't really feel very natural to go from the first two. But I, I don't think why. you could stick with what they had. No, I get why they did it, so that's why I, I do still like it. I do acknowledge how good it is. I just didn't. I found that a bit jarring. But I, do you think it has to do though with the fact that they know they don't have to spend money on marketing? That the fact that they don't have to do this? Because I mean, think about it. Like you can almost guarantee that. These um, that these movies are going to make money at this point. No Way Home's marketing was not super great, and it still made one point six billion. These movies make money. I guess. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's just. I think you know. Are they really concerned about saving money at this point? I mean, they're the like the large, the largest Disney. That is the largest company in the world. In in movies, you mean, or not, or just any in company? In general, I'd oh, say no. Amazon, Amazon, them, Google, Apple. Yeah, Disney's up there. Fair, fair. I don't think they're worried about losing money. True, but I mean, if you can, if I mean, if you can but save like, a cool guess, ten million, yeah. just just to not pay your workers well again. <laughs> Whoa, there, there's the outspoken Davis. All right, there we go, there we go, and. 
Speaking of uh, another big-name franchise in the MCU, Davis, I know you're so excited for this. Brie Larson is joining the cast of the upcoming <laughs> film. <laughs> I saw this. Brie Larson is joining the cast of the upcoming film Fast and Furious 10, the 11th film in the Fast and Furious franchise. I saw a tweet that was like, Brie Larson made three good movies. and was like, okay, I'm done making good movies now. She made The Room, the other one. It's just, just Room, just Room, not The Room. The Room, room. Is, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, the sorry. room, is, room. The, is the Tommy Wiseau yes, one. Yes, 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 yes. No word yet on what role she will play, but Vin Diesel announced the casting in a post on his Instagram. He said in this post, quote, you have no idea how timeless and amazing she will be in our mythology. Oh, Going further to say, Larson, quote, will add something you might not have expected but yearned for. He then said, welcome. <laughs> what? <laughs> He then said, welcome to the all caps family, Brie. Now, friend of the show and our fast franchise expert, Sutton Sylvester, had nothing to say on the matter except, quote, the movies ended after the eighth one. I will never claim the ninth and tenth movie as canon. Han died in Tokyo. Okay. Um, why does, why? Why does Vin Diesel act like they're making Citizen Kane? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do forget, and I mean this in the most Vin respectful Diesel's- so goofy. <laughs> you do forget, Davis, and I mean this in the most respectful way possible. He said Paul Walker came back from the grave to tell him to kill. <laughs> I forgot about that. He told him to cast John Cena in Fast 9. Paul came back. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. We need to be respectful. Hear it through the lens. What I'll, is I'll that? be respectful to Paul Walker. I don't, I don't have any reason to get, be respectful to Vin Diesel. But yeah, that happened. You so forget goofy. that happened. You forget so that happened. <laughs> but yeah, what a franchise, though. Um, any other thoughts on that? Maybe we'll get Sutton on for a Fast and the Furious uh, episode sometime next year, Davis. What do you think? Maybe. 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 By the way, we're at 37 minutes of news. Good. This is excellent. What, what is there to say about Morbius? That <laughs> hasn't already been said. We're not even done yet. I got four more things, or three more things to talk about. Speaking of franchise that won't die, director of Jurassic World Dominion, Colin Trevorrow, teased this about the upcoming antagonist dinosaur, Gigantosaurus. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, did, you, did you read this, though, Davis? I don't plan to. No, read read what he said, though. Yeah, I don't plan to. He said, quote, I wanted something that felt like the Joker. It just wants to watch the (laughs) (laughs) world. Why are they still making these (laughs) darn movies? He said, hold up. I'm sorry. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. (laughs) You're you're making me laugh too much today, Davis. He said. I lost my phone. What? What are you talking about? I dropped my phone. Give me a second. Where are you going? I got to do something real quick, but I can still hear you. Okay, so he said that I wanted something that felt like the Joker. It just wants to watch the world burn. That's just directly from the movie, Davis. Why are you so serious? He's going to go, you want to know how I got these scales? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know, friend of the show... A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, Anna Ryan, is a big Jurassic Park series uh, fan. She even has the board game Jurassic Park Danger. It's been pretty fun. Uh, she has tried to defend Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom before, and now she's tried to defend this one. I got a little excited when I learned that the OG cast is going to be in this movie. But now I've learned that we got a new antagonist dinosaur named Gigant- Gigantotosaurus. Wait. Uh... Giganotosaurus, Giganotosaurus. 
Uh, and they couldn't come up with a cooler name. Evidently, also the picture it just looks like the Indominus Rex from Jurassic World, which is also directed by Colin Trevor, I think. Ah, I don't. Ah, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Why are they still making these? I honestly, are they really bringing in that much money that they're like, hey? I mean, you forget Jurassic Ju- Planet. So <laughs> you forget Jurassic World had the biggest opening of all time at the time. Ugh. Do you not? Do you not remember that? I remember it. It made. Let's see if I can. If I. It made one point six billion dollars. As for Fallen Kingdom, it experienced. Oh, it still made one point three billion. Crazy movie's not even that good. Um, I like Jurassic. I like Jurassic. Uh, Jurassic World. Honestly, it's all right. It has its moments. It has some fun moments. The music is pretty great. I'm a fan of it. But like, what? What? Let me see if I can look a picture. Hey, Davis. Hold on. I'm going to do something. We're going we're gonna to have a little experiment, okay? All right. You're going to show me and be like, what What dinosaur is this? Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you this. Uh, so let me see if I can. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, all right. Let's see. Um, That's a good one, I think. Now, Davis, I want – corporate wants you to tell the difference between these two pictures. All right. Let me see it. Like – you got you got big gray dinosaur number one. That's the Gigantomorphus. Gi- yeah, exactly. I can read it. You can read it. However, this is the Indominus Rex from the previous film, which honestly, it just looks the same. I mean, it's it. He has uh, longer arms. Yeah, but it means big gray dinosaur, isn't it? It's just big gray dinosaur. I reckon. Over and over again. Why? Why does there have to be an antagonist dinosaur? Why is it? How is it gonna just watch the world burn? <laughs> yeah, how is what, it gonna have exactly? a personality like the Joker? It can't speak. <laughs> and anyway, any final thoughts on that before we move on to our last bit of news, which ties in directly to Morbius? Yeah, let's hear All it. All right, Mads Mikkelsen. I saw that. Our guy uh, from Hannibal and a bunch of other things has torn into method acting. In an interview with GQ, the veteran actor said, "What if it's an expletive film?" What do you think you achieved? Am I impressed that you didn't drop character? You should have dropped it from the beginning. How do you prepare for a serial killer? You're going to spend two years checking it out? He is then, it, It's definitely a shot at Jared Leto. Yeah, Leto. Leto. And I don't care. I, ca- I, I don't, say, no, I don't care. Jared Leto. Stop it. For this show, it's Jared Leto. No, stop it. After stop the movie it. that he pumped out. <laughs> stop it. Which, of course, you know, we're big Daniel Day-Lewis fans here, so and specifically I am, so I wonder, because he is a method actor, so you know... It doesn't, but he's wa- not a method actor to be a jerk. That's that's a fair point. And Robert Pattinson and, had the quote after Batman came out. He was like, "People only people only method act when they want to be jerks. They don't. You ever see someone method act for a nice character?" True, true. And uh, Mickelson did go on further to say, um, "Daniel Day Lewis is a great actor, but it's got nothing to do with this." So I'm assuming that means either one, his method acting doesn't make him a great actor, or two, that it just means he's not talking about Daniel Day Lewis specifically. Because I haven't heard a lot of bad stories about Daniel Day Lewis before. Paul Dano like revealed um like about a scene they had in Derby Blood where like Daniel Day Lewis started wailing on him and like slapping him in character. But like it all it all goes hand in hand, I suppose. And again, Paul Dano was excellent in that movie as well. I don't really know. But I mean, I agree with him. There's it is there are people like, oh yes, I've gone method. And the media does kind of adore it with like, oh my gosh, this person went crazy and went in character. Like we heard all the bad stories about Leto sending dead rats to people on Suicide Squad. I don't, I don't like that's not cool. Yeah, I agree. And Will Poulter, uh, who is known for We Are the Millers and Maze Runner, as well as other films. And he's going to be Adam Warlock. Really? Yeah. Awesome. I like the guy, too. He's been a good actor in some things. He said, method acting is being used as, quote, an excuse for inappropriate behavior. 
He says further, quote, if your process creates an inhospitable environment, you've lost sight of what's important. When it comes to an actor's process, whatever that is, so long as it doesn't infringe on other people's and you're being considerate, then fine. Which, again, just points to the method actors that send dead rats to people. Like somebody we know, right, Davis? <laughs> somebody we know a bit about. They certainly do. But I agree with them to an extent. I don't think all method acting is bad. Again, I think Daniel Day-Lewis's method acting was brilliant, and we saw it come full. No, then, of course, there is the question is, did he need to method act to get that performance? I don't really know, necessarily. But I thought it was a great performance in all of his movies, nonetheless. But any any thoughts on that, Davis, before we get into Morbius? Mm, I probably should, so we can avoid Morbius. Nah, you know, it's up to you. Let's hear it. Let's get into All the right. movie of the year. So, ladies and gentlemen. Summer of it, Morbius. It's it's the number one movie in the world right now. Actually, it was until Sonic blew it out of the water in its opening weekend. We're talking about Morbius, the third film in the Sony live-action Spider-Man villain films universe. I don't know what it's called. It stars Jared Leto as Dr. Michael Morbius, Matt Smith as Milo Morbius. Adri- Milo Morbius? Adria Ar- I didn't know. Yeah, I, I, I'll what? get into that in a second. Adria Arhana as Martine Bancroft, Jared Harris as Dr. Emile Nicholas, Al Madrigal as Alberto Al Rodriguez, and Tyrese Gibson as Simon Stroud. Corey Johnson portrays the mercenary Mr. Fox, and Michael Keaton, spoiler alert, cameos in mid credit scene as Adrian Toomes slash The Vulture. Of course, a spoiler warning is in effect. Everything we'll be talking about this movie will be spoiler-filled. We will not be doing anything spoiler-free, so if you haven't seen the movie yet and you were liking to, you can pause this episode right now and wait till you've seen it to then come back to this one. You'd be the first one. person. <laughs> I don't know to... about I don't know about that one, um, but yeah, it'll be spoiler filled episodes. Let's get right into it. It's written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless, and it's directed by Daniel Espinoza. Espinoza's previous films include Life, as Davis said earlier in 2017, and Safe House in 2012. The music was composed by John Ekstrand. He has worked with Espinoza twice before on Child 44 in 2015 and Life. And honestly, oh, I got confused. It wasn't the score that was done in Scooby-Doo 2. It was the cinematography. Oh. Cinematographer Oliver Wood. Oliver Wood has worked on films like Die Hard 2, Rudy, U571, Face Off, The Bourne Trilogy, and others. And he was the cinematographer for Morbius. But after working on Equalizer 2 and Holmes and Watson in 2018, he's only done one film since, that film being Morbius. I know that was a lot of information thrown at you all at once. Just make sure you guys get all the names down so when we, you know who we're referring to later on in the podcast. So let's set the stage here, Davis. Excuse me, because most people probably haven't seen this movie, so we can't just, you know, go like Back to the Future style and not, you know, explain exactly what it's about because then it's going to sound a bit nonsensical. So <laughs> let's say... I th- think it was nonsensical even if you've seen it. Whoa, that's that's a fair point. We'll, we'll certainly get into that. So Morbius is a film that follows Dr. Michael Morbius who has an unknown, undefined blood disorder. I am disorder. a doctor. No, Undefined blood disorder, and his entire uh, his entire career is built around combating bloodborne illnesses and uh, curing other sorts of ailments. I think one of them was no, no, it's, uh, curing other types of ailments and other people with his disease. And his goal is to figure out how to cure himself. And he believes the source is these bats that are vampiro bats, which are bats that live entirely off of blood. They're the only uh-huh. in the, in the film. They're the only creatures that have adapted. They, they to make live off like that. their own. Enzyme, or enzyme whatever. that can break it down and live and live off of it. So he then ch- Which is, doesn't really make. I don't know how that cure you, but I, I don't know either. But I mean, I I, I don't question it too much. But that's because I have other questions about this movie that that relate to the movie. Um. So then, Doctor Michael Morbius is trying to develop a serum that can work, and he tests it on a on a bunny. No, it wasn't a bunny. It was a rat. Excuse me. 
Um, and it works, and he injects that to himself, but it goes horribly wrong because he finds that he is not just able to break it down, but that he has a thirst for blood, which I will say, it seemed kind of far-fetched. If you make yourself like the bats, you're going to become reliant on blood to that point. It gave him superpowers, though, as well, and he becomes Morbius, a apparently conflicted villain in the Spider-Man lore. I don't know much about this character at all, but then... That's kind of how it goes. He be, he has to combat, you know, these new vampire-esque powers, and then his friend Milo, who is apparently called Milo Morbius. But his real name is not Milo. His na- real name is Lucian. I'm going to get into that in a moment, too. I don't really understand You gave that. me my name. Ah! <laughs> 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 um... That, and in, in this film, Milo also wants to get the cure, and after Morbius is cured and cures himself but learns that he has that curse, he says the curse, and he won't let Milo inject himself with it as well, but Milo does, and that leads to this climactic battle between the two of them as Milo embraces his vampire side while Morbius tries not to. Okay, so there's the plot, really. That's the that's the, that's the the groundwork. But let's talk about, man, this movie a bit. Let's go with some fun facts and buy the numbers, Davis, because we love some, right, we love some good it. numbers, don't we? Yeah. Uh, this film, for those who do not recall, was released, had a special release on March 10th in 2022 at the Plaza Carso in Mexico City before a worldwide worldwide release on April 1st, 2022. It has a running time of 104 minutes or just an hour and 44 minutes, one of the shortest comic movies I've seen in recent memory, Davis. I don't know. Oh, it didn't feel short. <laughs> I'll say that. It did not feel short at all. On a budget of seventy-five to eighty-three million dollars, the film has grossed one hundred and twenty-six point four million at the worldwide box office. Its opening weekend was thirty-nine million domestically and eighty-four million globally. However, it plummeted in its second weekend with just two point nine five million on its second Friday when Davis and I saw it, mm-hmm. which is an eighty-three percent drop from the previous week. Overall, eighty-three, eighty-three percent. Overall, the movie made $10.2 million in its second weekend, a 73% drop, the second worst drop of all time for, for I think, for comic book films behind just Steel, a film starring Shaq that made $870,000 in its opening weekend and dropped to $191,000 on its second weekend. And this movie, you guys have probably heard about it a million times before. It was... Filming was finished in July of 2019 and was initially set to premiere in July of 2020, but it was delayed extensively due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and it has been panned by everybody. On IMDb, its current user rating is 5.2 out of 10 with over 29,000 reviews so far. The Metascore is 35 from 54 critics. Rotten Tomatoes is a mixed bag as always with 16% tomato meter score from critics, while audience score is holding steady at 70%. And Letterboxd is... The Morbius Letterboxd rating is struggling right now. 23,000 reviews are already in, and it's currently at a, averaging a 1.9 out of 5. So did you see, uh, like, opening night of Morbius, Jared Leto, Leto, posted a... Stop, call him Jared Leto. Jared Leto posted, like, a photo. So if you go to his Instagram, I think it'll show up. Yeah. He was like, the, the Morbius Discord came out in force to see Morbius. But it's like a full, it's a lot of people, but, like... Pretty sure they just pick people off the side of the road and pay them to go in there because people have like their dogs, and like you're like these are not Morbius Discord fans. They are not. Or in how a- do you get a dog in a movie theater? Well, like also just looking at people like these people are not in a Discord about Morbius. These people probably don't know what Discord Judging is. Judging a book by by its cover, Davis. If you look at the photo, you can you'll look at a f- you'll see a few people like okay yeah these people do not use Discord. I I will I will take your word for it. I guess I'll pull it up. All right, you you go ahead and pull it Morbius up. Morbius but- Discord. This movie, man. Oh, my goodness. So I, I've got a lot of things to talk about, even leading up to the film. 
So, uh, did did you were you able to find the photo? Yeah. All right, show me the photo. I want to look at it. That's like half of the photo. Those look like more. Those, does those look like Discord users to you? I, I don't want to judge. I'm not huh. judging Discord users. I'm just saying. I don't want to judge a book by its cover. You know, what I'm Davis. I'm. I'm they good. they got people off the side of the street. Even if there's not that many people in the Discord for and, Morbius, I don't believe. It. And speaking of uh, Morbius and its lead up and people being in the Discord. I don't know if you recall, Davis, but th- this lead-up to the film was one of the most absurd things I've ever seen in my life. Daniel Espinosa, the director of the film, gave an interview with Cinema Blend six days before the film released nationwide and spoiled the heck out of the film. And Sony Pictures UK Twitter account promoted the interview saying, spoiler warning, really awesome interview. It gave away the whole, one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. He also apparently, you remember in the trailers, like the first trailer where you saw the Sam Raimi Spider-Man with in it. the word "murderer" spray And he was like, "I didn't do that." Yeah, he, I don't know why they he put in an that. An interview with uh, with Uproxx actually revealed that, and I'm going to talk about that a bit later. But Davis, what did you like about this movie? Oh, what did I like about this movie? Um, some of the special effects, like the special effect for his uh, echolocation, was kind of cool. It was a cool concept. I didn't really like how everything was like very like fog esque uh, and like liquid liquefied. I'm, try- I'm trying my best. I thought Jared Little was fine. He gets a lot yeah, of hate. He was okay. He gets a lot of hate for being in some bad movies, but he isn't the reason why this film is so bad. However, I'm let's get into the method acting. I don't know if you've heard about this, Davis, but Jared Leto did method acting once again for this film, and let's break it down right now. So going into Leto and his portrayal as Morbius, he says he was drawn to the character struggle with his disease and the moral implications of a hero who has a thirst for blood, even though Morbius is supposed to be a villain. He's like an anti-hero. And and na- it, at, at first he was like a villain for Spider-Man and Blade, because he's a vampire. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sense. sure he gave Blade... He's the reason he turned Blade. Ah, okay. maybe to the Dampier. I just read that a second. ago. I don't know. I, 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 I. But then he like kind of is like a conflicted hero. I don't know. Interesting, interesting. So he found the role surprisingly challenging since it was less quote character driven than his prior performances and closer to his real life personality, not requiring requiring his well known method acting approach, except. <laughs> In an interview with Damn Up Rocks, crawl into the bathroom. <laughs> I'm getting there, Tavis. In an interview with Up Rocks, director Daniel Espinosa, who spilled on so many things out of this movie, including Sony interference, which we can talk we about can, a bit we later. We can thank him for that at least. At least confirmed a rumor that Leto was so committed to the role that even when he had to use the bathroom, he used he would use his crutches and slowly limp there. Apparently, it was taking so long between takes that a deal was made with him to get a wheelchair, and someone would wheel him to the bathroom instead. Espinosa had this to say, quote, I think that what Jared thinks, what Jared believes, is that somehow the pain of those movements, even when he was playing normal Michael Morbius, he needed because he's been having pain his whole life. Even though, as he's alive and strong, it has to be a difference. Hey, man, it's people's processes. Daniel Espinosa sounds like a chill guy. He sounds pretty chill, but why couldn't they could have just given him, like, some, some, like, tomato soup so he thinks he's drinking blood, so he's invigorated, he just walks to the bathroom. <laughs> but then he probably would kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so in this movie, so, yeah, Michael Jer- Morbius, he has a disease that makes him not be able uh, yeah, to walk, so uh, kind of like polio. Yeah, I guess. No, so it's it's the fact that his like body's essentially dying. Yeah, because he needs blood transfusions three times a day. But then once he does does his thing where he becomes a vampire, he's fine. If he drinks, if he drinks the blood, he drinks his artificial blood, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, interesting idea, I guess. Also, I'll get to this in a second. If he drinks the artificial blood. 
he has like four hours, but he, he's like losing time, so he has to drink real blood. Yes. So he can be powerful. Exactly. Whatever. But so when he was timing when he was timing So yeah, so throughout this Morbius is trying to experiment with how long the artificial Spoiler blood will last because it's it's blue artificial blood. And that's how you can tell the difference between the blue and the red and the red bags. And it starts at six hours, but the clock is constantly ticking down. And he's measuring his watch. Except he's just every time he like he's not he's not like setting an alarm for six hours from now. Or he's like Sometimes it's counting up, sometimes it's counting. Yeah, up. like he was like, I have four hours. And he looked at it and said like five. I was like, What? And and one of the worst scenes in this movie is the misdirect where you think he hunts down the nurse because he wakes up with his clock reading that six hours have passed, so he should be, you know, losing it. But mm-hmm. then we learn that he didn't kill the nurse, so he couldn't have drank in that nurse's blood, so he should have went crazy, but he didn't. Ugh. Crazy misdirect. But it Ugh, I don't know. There's just so many things. So the there's just I think I don't know if there's like an actual phenomenon, but like if a movie is on the big screen in front of me, I just kind of assume that it's good. Like I'm like <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's Hollywood, so like there, there must be something good about this movie. For it to get the budget. Like, it's up there. Like, it's has to be well-made or something. But then, like, I see this movie. I'm like, well, uh, I don't think so. Because this movie, like, seems like what a, a film student's first, try, first stab at a movie is. Wow. I mean, like... Is it not? Yeah, I'm like sorry. It, I'm it, sorry, Mr. Espinosa. It but. plays on a lot of those tropes. It plays on a lot of we've seen this before. It's deadly I mean, to bats and fatal to humans. I'm getting to that. Um, I think the other things I liked, I guess. I thought the cast was fine. I liked I liked who? Jared Harris. I liked Tyrese Gibson, honestly. Is that which is Jared Harris was the doctor. Okay, Doctor Who. No, no, no. The, no, the, no, the, the, the actual doctor. Who? Doctor Who is Matt Smith, okay. who I thought was all right. Some his his accent changed from scene. Sometimes I thought it was Russian. There's his, a, his name is Lucian, so he's not supposed to be British. And a scene where he was dancing. There's a scene where he was dancing. Everybody kind of makes fun of that. And I saw one person kind of defending. They're like, it's like the one actual character moment because he hasn't been able to walk his whole life. I'm like, ah, okay, okay. kind of. But it's kind of. But then he's like, yeah, into the into the camera. It's played for like giggles, and I'm like, okay, what. What's the it, it what well, it could have been it could have been deeper like he could have you know stood up and realized it I will say excuse me the reveal that he took the serum is excellent where he leaves his cane and starts walking off because I didn't catch it and I was like wait a minute that was, that was, de- that was decent decent reveal the problem is it doesn't make any sense how he got the serum but I'll get to that I guess he would have went in the lab after Morbius got arrested but I wish we could have at least seen that scene I guess that ruins the reveal but also like anyway. Those are the two things I like liked. Was I thought the cast was okay. I thought some of the action was kind of cool, or some of the special effects were. But man, I, why don't we just start tearing into it, Davis? We already kind of have. But this movie, how could Jared Leto do such method acting for such a middle of the road? I mean, he's, he's now made he's the so worst, average. He's made the worst Marvel and the worst DC movie. No, no. Have you seen Fan Four Stick? Yes. That movie is awful. <laughs> Now, I feel fantastic. Guys, I got it. We're going to be the... Wait, is that really what happens? I like, at the that. end of the movie, he goes like, we got to come up with a name, guys. Miles Teller does this. And then and then Ben Grimm or whatever goes like, I'm feeling fantastic. He goes, say that again? He goes like, I'm feeling fantastic. He's like, guys, I got it. We're going to be the... And then it comes up and it says Fantastic Four. Fan Four Stick. What? Um, that... 
awful. That's awful. No, I honestly, I don't think Suicide Squad is the worst DC movie. Batman and Robin is the worst DC movie. Okay. It DCEU is. DCEU movie. Okay, yeah. That? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, But even then, I mean, is it the worst Marvel movie? I don't know. Fan Four Stick is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's not a good movie at all. I'm just saying. Understandable. But he's been in some bad movies, man. At least he was in the Dallas Buyers Club because that movie's awesome. He's good in that movie. Really he's good. He's awesome in that movie. In that movie. Amazing in that movie. Incredible, really. Hey, Paul! What's he Paul out? What's he Paul out? Are you wearing a raincoat? <laughs> yeah, Paul, I am! You know Huey Lewis in the news? Dude. The subtle dude, off-white dude. coloring. Oh my god, the tasteful thickness of that's it. A, that, there's, a, there's a Weagle station idea that, and it's really good. The tasteful thickness Shout out to it. Jack, I think, made it. Really I'm a, good. I would assume so. Logan makes them sometimes. Oh my I think god. He's has a watermark. <laughs> that movie. Oh my gosh. Um, but man, this movie, Davis, it's maddening. I, I, there's an idea of Patrick Bateman. Stop. Okay, we're done. Well, Stop maybe it. we should do an American Psycho episode one day. We already did. We did on the, on the Psychos and Sicko, Cinema. Sicko, Psychos. Sickos and Psychos and Cinema. That was one of our best titles. Yeah. That was a good one. Shout out. That was a fun episode, Shout too. out to us. Remember, Counselor! Counselor! <laughs> he was what so a scared. crazy movie. Crazy <laughs> movie. Um, Nick Nolte, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's also uh, that guy with the short guy with the mustache from Mandalorian. He is. He Nick is. Nolte. He is. Um, this movie, man, I I just can't. Nick Nolte kind of looks like old Biff now. Okay, so we got we got to get back to 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 the you, more. I, okay, look, look, look. He. I, <laughs> I know you don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't want to talk about Morbius. Fly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay. I, I'm done, I know I'm you done. don't want to talk about Morris, but let's talk about Matt Smith's character Milo for a second. Smith was Lucian. originally announced to premiere. Uh, you gave me my name. Was he was initially announced to play the comic book character Loxia's Crown or Hunger, but later changed to significantly different character based on Morbius himself. After previously turning down other superhero films, Smith joined the film due to director Daniel Espinosa's involvement and encouragement from his Doctor Who castmate Karen Gillan, who portrays Nebula in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Espinosa encouraged Smith to give a bold, villainous performance, if you say so, I guess. Um, and then going down the rest of the cast, Martin Bancroft by Adria Arjana. Arjana said the character was the, always the smart one in the room and took inspiration from pol- politician and activist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I knew you were going to say that. Interesting. I, I guess. I, I, may, I didn't really see it. I didn't see it personally. but They're you both know. Hispanic characters, I guess. I mean, like that. I don't mean that in a bad way, but that's like the only way that I could see them her to draw a pair. I didn't. Yeah, there. I didn't really see much of a connection between. Oh wait, there was that scene where she made the Green New Deal in the movie. <laughs> that's it. Saying, that's it. Is, is that it? Yeah, that's, that has to is, be the inspiration. Is, is that is that it? Okay, the, the Blood New Deal. Ooh. Um. And going down the list further, you've also got Tyrese Gibson's character, Simon Stroud. Gibson knows that the character is white in the comics, but the producers changed, actually said the producers made him black to cast Gibson. While Gibson described Stroud as a superhero with a high-tech weapons-grade arm in the film, all scenes featuring his arm were cut, and Gibson signed a three-picture deal when he joined the film. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) And Gibson got... Got hoodwinked on Instagram and posted a meme of Martin Scorsese calling this cinema. Oh my god! And said, "Wow, Desmond, so that's high praise." Which we all know this is all based on the fact that Martin Scorsese doesn't think Marvel films are cinema, which is hilarious. But this movie's just a disjointed mess, Davis. From top to bottom, I don't really understand. Like, 
It is so short, but it felt we were falling asleep. It feels so I long. Was, I was How fighting it, for my life to stay. <laughs> I think the CIA could use this as like a torture method because <laughs> oh I God. felt like I was in there for five hours. I like kept checking my phone. I'm like, oh, it's only been five it minutes. It felt so long. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was in there for an att- that was like the eighth circle of hell from Dante's Inferno. <laughs> oh my God. That's what they play. Oh my God. That, you're, you're telling me you, that did not feel like an eternity watching that movie? It felt a long time, but you're just the vitriol that you have. It was just, oh my goodness. I thought I was going to lose my mind it's in just, there. It's terrible. Did I ever tell you the story about, so I'm I'm getting off topic again. <laughs> so we went to South Carolina for football, right? Oh, for uh, Auburn Gamecocks, Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but we were, it was cold that day, and they're crazy looking stadiums. It's like a spaceship. Yeah. So I ended they have, up. Uh, they have um, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey's they intro do. music. Oh, so stupid. Uh, but I had like a fever after because it was cold. So I was like in bed, dying, it felt like. And I had like a waking nightmare, like a fever dream, I guess, that we were like running, like in the hotel room, we were like selling stuff, and I could not fall asleep until we sold enough things. And. Like, I just laid there for what felt like five hours and it had been three minutes. And that's similar to what it felt like <laughs> watching Morbius. Similar. Like, I oh literally thought gosh, I was stuck Davis. in a time loop in that bed. I thought I was never going to get out of that hotel. I'm not even, like, I'm being serious right now. Okay. I was like, I mean, like, you can laugh because it's funny. But I was like, I'm going to be in this bed for the rest of my life. Much like watching Morbius in, AM, in I, the AMC theaters. Um. Oh, my gosh. But, it, it, yeah, it's only an hour and 45 minutes, but it felt like it was three hours. I'd say more than three. Oh my gosh! And the dialogue is just awful. It's cheesy. It's cliche. It's just sometimes bad. Let's you not wouldn't forget. like me when I'm hungry. Does he say that? Yes. When oh, they're yeah. in interviewing, he's like, "I'm getting hungry." And you wouldn't like me when I'm hungry. It's yeah, that's a bit ridiculous. And then also, there's of course the lines. I've developed a form of bat echolocation, bat radar, not in the his ears and his ears. You just shook your head. Yeah, so it's uh I've developed a form of bat echolocation and bat radar for the uninitiated, which we talked this ah! is a, <laughs> this is a good parallel to Shawshank, because in Shawshank, the narration feels a ama- feels so natural, so perfect, and this there's just constant narration and exposition on what he's learning about himself. And it's like it's just so bad. It's so it's so over the top. Bat echolocation. For the uninitiated. Fatal to bats, deadly to humans, which ladies and gentlemen. If you pause this episode right now and Google the word fatal, your your Google dictionary will reveal fatal. An adjective that means causing death. And similar words, the first one that comes up, Davis, deadly. is deadly. And if you look up deadly on Google, the Google definition will be adjective, causing or able to cause death. Similar words, fatal. They're the same word, Davis. Did nobody, when, when Jared Leto said that line, was nobody like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Wait. It's the same thing. Why don't you just say fatal to bats and humans? Yeah. Simple. Honestly, I'll buy that line. Deadly to bats, fatal to humans. Horrible. Actually, no, it's fatal to bats, deadly to humans. Silly to humans. <laughs> Funny. Just to- uh, jolly to bats. <laughs> oh, my God. What about that one? Um, so what the- was the deal with that bat fish tank? Um, the bats were just flying around. I don't know how he trapped all them either. Like I, don't- I think that he got them in that first scene where he but had like, the strings. How did he trap them? The strings? But- they they flew through the strings. What did I, like did it, like give them poison that knocked them out? I don't know. I don't know. There's also the do you need a doctor? I am a doctor, am which a is doctor. so just. What are you gonna do? So cheesy. How, how are you gonna help yourself there, Michael? So, <laughs> by going to get these bats, apparently. I'm venom. Ugh. 
Oh, that that was that was kind of funny. Except honestly, the moment in the trailer was funnier than than that because in Michael the trailer, Morbius at your service. Yeah, that that was kind of funny. Except then, I guess we learned that he is being a bad guy in this, or not being a bad guy. But I don't know. That was that was kind of made. And then let's go to some of the characters, Davis. Before we even get to like the disjointed Morbius, plot line. Doctor, we PhD. already talked about him. He's not terrible in this movie. Nobel winning. Oh yeah, yeah. Nobel Prize winning and whatnot. I will say I didn't like how his introduction to the Nobel Prize, and then we hear secondhand that he dissed the Swedish Prime Minister. I wish we would have just seen that. You think scene. he started rapping? He like a diss track? He probably brought out his band Thirty Seconds to Mars. Oh, that's point. right. Yeah, it's Thirty Seconds. He brought out his cult. <laughs> Whoa, now you hear about that? I have not, but Dave, she can't say that. He has. I'm like he has an island cult. Look it up. Are you sure? Uh, I, I am I sure? <laughs> what do you mean? Am I sure? I don't know. Take one look at them. Oh, um, his band started a cult. Yeah. Do, do you? <laughs> but okay, it was a th- it was just a three day music festival complete with yoga and movie screenings. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And I'm sure Heaven's Gate was just. Okay, stop! You cannot okay. say that. Why David? can't I say that? Because that's 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 bordering on the point of slander. Is okay. why bordering on. I haven't crossed over yet. Don't don't cross over at all. Slander's libel's written. Slander is spoken. Libel or er, print is libel. I resent that. I resent that. Um. Okay. No, we're not gonna talk about that, Davis. In fact, I'm gonna write this down, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sift through maybe later. Um, you can you can redub me saying. Jerry Leto's a really cool guy. No, Davis, you you just need to say the words "I think" rather than this thing. Okay, happened. you ready? No, Davis. I think Jared Leto has a cold based on what I've read and seen. Okay, you think that you you're can not, dub that back over. You're not okay. Okay, Davis, whatever you. I'm say. I'm giving you lines to for to to do. Okay. From based on what I've seen, I think Jared Leto has a cult. All right, Davis. We'll take no, one more. One more take. No, stop it. Stop it. We're gonna leave right here. I was gonna talk about though Milo because first of all, I don't really understand why he has a name, but he's such a generic villain and part of a generic plot. Why is he called Milo? That's not even his name. But after like one day with Morbius, the doctor even calls him Milo, yeah, I and did it's been like that. one day. Well, it's like no, all the people before you were called Milo, <sighs> which okay. is so weird. Okay. And he and Michael have one scene together as children, and then all of a sudden they're brothers. There's so much of that, hey, we're pretty close dialogue. You know what I mean? It's like, we're brothers. Brother. We're brothers. Brother. Family. Brothers. Like, I hate that. I hate lines like that so much. That's all this movie is. And then not to mention, I hate the generic villain whose powers parallel the hero. Don't you? I read, uh, give me another example. I mean, oh, the oh, fla- uh, reverse flash? No, reverse flash is fine because that's like through time travel and he kills his mom. That's There's true. some lore there. Or no, like, flash, um, all the other speedsters. Um, Abomination. Or Obadiah Stane in the first Iron Man is another one. Fear. Or Warmonger. Yeah, I guess so. Ironmonger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironmonger is, is another one. Um, that's his name. Going down the line, um, not really any other ones that I can really think of at the top. Oh, um, Ant-Man. Two people who shrink. That's what it was. I don't remember the villain's name in that movie because it was very Wasp? lacking in memorable. No, that that's oh, that's her. I'm that's sorry. His yellow girlfriend. jacket. Yellow yeah, yellow jacket. Ja- yellow jacket is actually what it was. That's right. Um, yeah, it's just so generic. Also, again, how did he get the serum? I wish we could have seen him get that. And it's never clear what. Also, it's never clear who he is or what he does or how he has well. He's like Michael. I could make this go away when Michael is arrested, but like, how can he do that, Davis? Do you know? I don't know what his job is. I don't know at all. Oh my gosh, it's just so undefined. 
It's so it's like half baked. It is. It's so generic. Anytime Sony makes a Spider-Man movie, you know it's going to be bad. Unless Except it's into the Spider Verse, unless it's animated. Is that you know, I actually I watched the other. I watched Venom Davis because I had not seen Venom or Venom Let There Be Carnage. So I watched Venom to get a, to get a feel like. Venom. Are these consistent? No, that movie was funny. It was good. It was enjoyable. It was not nearly as bad as this. It also wasn't as badly lit as this. That's one thing. I couldn't see what was happening half the movie. Interesting. No, I mean, in, in, no, in, in Morbius. I mean, not. Yeah, in, I understand. Like, you, like, do you remember like how blue everything was and gray? I've blocked it out of my mind. Really? Already. I remember like four scenes. You're just ready. You're ready to get out of here, Davis. Uh, Come got, on now. I got class a little bit. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. We got we got some things to keep talking about, Davis, don't we? Also, Martine's character. This didn't make any sense. She becomes to me. a vampire. Which it, how? I, maybe he injected her. With, but we don't see he, it. He bit her. But that's not established. He's bit everybody, and they uh, died. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. And then even more so, let's talk about that boat scene we pointed out. Um, apparently, every single person there was drained of blood, but when we see Morbius attack all of them, he doesn't drain what, every that's single. That's what one I was of. saying. How does he drain their blood? <laughs> I have no. I mean, I know how he could if he does individually, but he didn't. He he just cut their throats. Slash. You saw one of them like go like, oh, 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 and like blood went everywhere. <laughs> Except blood doesn't go over because it's a PG thirteen movie, so you can't see any of it. That's fair. Which is bad. Maybe that's. There was, I wish they I, didn't have any blood to begin with. The, the only reason the movie isn't rated R because they knew it wasn't going to make any money, so they uh. couldn't risk making it rated R. But also, like, I feel like it would have been a lot better if it was rated R because you know the violence would have would have you know held up. He slashed people. You hear the glug 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 glug, glug <laughs> but then like there's nothing. But Martine's character is one of the most confusing because her first scene is how Michael should not be doing what he is doing, and also how she should be allowed to help him. But he says not because of plausible deniability. and He wants to keep her out of it. But then the very next scene, he's on the boat or she's on the boat with him. Just totally ignores how he's supposed to keep riding on. She doesn't want to be involved. I shouldn't be doing it. And her romance with him just feels so rushed. Wouldn't you say so, Davis? It felt very like, ah, there's got to be a love interest. I didn't see them having it at all until they kissed. I was like, whoop, I guess. Yeah, and the kiss scene was like, he's they're like just talking. He says, close your eyes. I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to like have her imagine something. And he just kisses her. I'm like, oh, he's dumb. This close guy. your eyes. Yeah. Close your eyes. Say goodnight. You remember that? Dream, 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 dream. When, 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 when are we going to do that episode? Never. No <laughs> Shark Boy, Lava Girl, no, let's Spy do, Kids? Let's do the, yeah, the Dimension movies, actually. The Robert Rodriguez movies? That'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun one. George Clooney's say, the president. Oh, yeah, he is. And he it? takes off the glass, oh, the, yeah. the black bar. Oh, yeah. that, that is, He's like, all right, guys. Um, I, I did like the scene where she deliberately, um, when they kissed at the end, bit her lips so he would get a taste of blood because she knew he had to like get that to get the powers. I, that, was a, that, was a, that was a clever scene. I didn't. I didn't. I did not pick that up. The problem is, it was so dark. I couldn't see. I don't know if that was the AMC's problem or the actual movie itself. We were in like the 2008. Like I felt like we were watching a Cat 2008 Dogs color grade. No, just like that. That theater. Really. It felt like I went back in time when I was a kid watching like something at the the Carmike. You should go to the on, Regal Hollywood Theater in uh, in Mobile. Did you ever go to the Carmike on on uh, like Government Street once. back in the day before it closed down? That's what it was like in there. Yeah. Saw Avatar in there one time. Really? Cavish Dogs 2, the, the Revenge of Kitty Galore. That's what wow. it was like watching that. <laughs> what a movie. What a movie it was. Yeah, I just didn't know. I, and again, how did she How did she turn into a vampire at the end? I don't really understand it either. So, and also just the va- the action, you know, the big penultimate action scene, Davis. I couldn't see what was happening. Could you? You're, you're staring off like you got the thousand yard stare. Are you okay, Davis? I just, I'm trying to remember. Do you really not remember anything? I remember something. I remember at the end he goes like he stabs him. He's like, Lucian. Yeah, he calls him that finally after calling him. And then oh, oh my gosh, um, Jared Harris as Doctor um, 
gets slapped. Doctor Nicholas gets slashed on the throat and in the stomach and survives just long enough for Michael to get there and then My dies. Own. Two seconds. <clears throat> Terrible. Terrible. But Davis, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the biggest thing. Let's talk about these post-credit scenes. Oh my God, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, when these came on, Davis stormed out of the theater. I didn't after they storm ended. out. I went, oh my God, and I stood because I'd already seen him. I knew. What was so happen. there's two. There's two, and they're both mid-credits. As Grayson said, he respects. Um, he respects the I film. Said that. Oh, you both. I, I, I sorry, you did that. Never mind. Shout out to Daniel Espinoza for, for not making us wait through the whole. But credits. he didn't make them. That's the thing is he he didn't know oh, anything okay. about it. I didn't know that. He didn't know, he didn't know what the what the uh, the portals would look like. He didn't know anything about it. I think it was made only by uh, Sony. So let's talk about there are two. The first one honestly is not horrible in retrospect compared to the mm. second one. It shows Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes be teleported to the Morbius slash Venom universe with the spell from Spider Man No Way How Home, get there? sending him in. Now, hold up. How does he it's get there? It's not. I'm getting there. How does he? It's not awful. I, I think it makes sense that in a spell that is so undefined, people would get sent elsewhere who know Spider-Man, and they're not all going to get sent mm. to Tom Holland's universe. It broke the Sony multiverse. Sony apologist. It broke the multiverse. It makes sense to me. Well, just you Plus, wait till Michael it shows it just happened. MCU. It just happened at the end of No Way Home when the world when the sky cracks. So it's at the end when it, the spell blows up. Uh. Craziness would happen. However, Davis, I don't think I don't think the scene itself is so bad. Because I, I guess he suddenly released is kind of weird, and the spell is not explained well, so getting sent out of the universe is interesting. Except, Davis, it is reversed by the end of No Way Home, and at the end of No Way Home, we see that Venom is sent back home. So Keaton should also have been sent back home. Okay. That's the issue. But even then, why is Keaton in the other universe if he knows Spider-Man? Because I guess it's the idea that it would send him anywhere. But he doesn't know. I guess he doesn't know that Tom Holland is Spider-Man. Or yeah, he, he does. doesn't know Peter is Spider-Man. He does. Oh, yeah, he does. Then he shouldn't have been sent anywhere. Because no, there's, a, remember, there's an infinite number of universes where people know Peter Parker, and I guess th they think they're all getting sent here. But again, the spell itself is not very fine-tuned because Electro does not know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. In yeah. Spider-Man, I think that's just the issue with No Way Home. That's just, mm -hmm, yeah, obviously. Flint Marco also does not know that Peter Parker. That's true. I actually sees his face. Well, he does, yes, but he I mean, does. how do you know it's Peter Parker? I guess he just knows what he looks he's, like. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. Hey, man. So you got to be in dude. Hey, you're, you're, you're timid, sitting in people. How are you going to know? Anyway, I don't think the scene is so bad. But uh, the second bad. one, oh, buddy. This is just awful. Absolutely awful. So let's set the scene. It follows Morbius driving to some location at night. It's a Dodge Challenger ad, as Grayson said. And Morbius arrives at the location, and then the vulture flies in. He basically says, thanks for agreeing to meet with me, that he isn't sure how he got here, but he thinks Spider-Man is involved, and that he thinks maybe they should team up. No, no. No. Who's going to be the other four? Absolutely. In, the, in that sinister, in that amazing sinister six. Horrible. I, I, Venom? Maybe. Except Venom's kind of a hero in this movie. But more, like, first of all, how does Vulture have his suit, Davis? Because if you watched Homecoming, which we all did, he built his suit from the Chitauri tech from the Avengers wreckage. So how, I say again, how did he build it here? There's not going to be an answer for this. Terrible. Because Sony terrible. doesn't care. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. The suit looked a little good. The suit looked good. It did. It looked more Vulture-esque. I liked it. And I love how they didn't have it take his helmet off because it's obviously Michael Keaton doing it in the studio. Just saying. <laughs> True. They obviously, because Jared Leto just stares on the Disney. It looks like they CGI. It looks like CGI and Superman in and something like that and like Justice League. Now, a lot of people have latched onto the Vulture not giving up Peter Parker at the end of Homecoming as some indicator he's a good guy. But let's not forget, he did threaten to kill Peter. 
Like, he threatens him, but still, he does not giving up and going after him. So why on earth would he suddenly be like, I want to team up and get Spider-Man? Why? And, of course, it's implied, and Espinosa talks about this, that there has to be a Spider-Man in this universe. That's the implication, because they're not going to get back. So there's going to be a different Spider-Man in this universe that they go after. Huh. It's not Tom Holland. But, again, more importantly, Morbius is not a villain in this movie. He is now. He's not so like at all. So he's just a little reckless and dumb. But he's like an antihero, as you said, David. So why would he even talk to the vulture? I, I don't, I don't think you can. I don't terrible, know what you expect me to say. Terrible. There's t- no answer I can give because there is no answer. They didn't, they didn't think through the implications. They're just like, we should put vulture in Sinister Six. This is the same thing that they did with the Amazing Spider-Man origin room. What the origin room? The Amazing Spider-Man two we walked through when you see all like the. Yeah. The backpack. For they're like, off. oh, yeah, they're like, hey, guys. Sinister thanks. Six, we got to do it. They are foaming at the mouth for a Sinister Six movie. Even though they should learn from DC's example that random team-ups don't work. Oh. You got to have build. It's terrible. I just, oh, my gosh. And just honestly, as Grayson said while we watched the movie, technically, outside of plot-wise, it's just not a very good movie. It just doesn't look very good. The Like, there is a lot of scenes where it looks like the dialogue is dubbed over. The CGI is average at best. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Hey, wait a minute, Davis. You remember the scene where Morbius is running to the roof, and he's like climbing up, and he because he's he's got the bag of stuff he's trying to escape. Yeah. How does Tyrese Gibson get up there two seconds afterwards? Elevator. I don't know. Bad, bad action scene. How does he? How does movie. Morbius fly? Apparently, he harnessed like the wind. It's not clear what Grace his power said he is. He harnessed the sound waves. Ah. But that wouldn't make any sense anyway. Uh, that makes less look, sense. Look, man. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are there anything else you want to say about this movie, Dave? I think we've talked about it for 40 minutes. which it just ruined my day. <laughs> ruined your day, it really. Ruin my, it didn't ruin my day. Yeah. What's, uh, our, what's our trivia? We saw it. Well, yeah, let's answer the trivia question. Um, oh, wait. No, no, we don't answer it. We, we ask it again, and we're going to answer it at the beginning of next week's episode. Did you already ask it earlier? Yeah, I did, but I'll, I'll ask it again. Our trivia question. Oh, wait, no, I didn't ask it. That's what I'm, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting confused here, Dave. It's getting crazy. We were talking so much Morbius. My I am a all, doctor. My mind's all. Bro, I, let, one second, though. Like, I just, I can't get over how boring it I will say one thing. The hatred this movie's getting is a bit unjustified. I don't think it's the worst thing ever, but man, is it a bad movie. It's like just painfully average. It plays in a lot of those tropes. It plays in a lot of things from that era. I just think it's bad. I just think it's not very good, and it's not. It's just not as entertaining as it should be. But here's the trivia question that's to be answered next week, Davis. What movie was Sigourney Weaver's A Big Break? Hold your answers, Davis. Uma Thurman. What, what the? What does that mean, Davis? Kill Bill. Uma Thurman? Kill Bill? No. Terrible, Davis. Terrible. But any final thoughts, any, anything you want to share with the listeners before we head out after this episode, Davis? They can't see you doing that. So you're going to have to say something, Davis. Get off your phone, bro. No. No? No to both. I no. do not have anything to add about. It is the summer of Morbius. I'll it give it that. Mor- it's Morbius Monday. The, the summer of George. <laughs> this is not how the summer of Morbius was supposed to go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Any, any, other, any other final no, final thoughts? I'm good. Where, oh, yeah. Let's rate out of 10. Where do you rate this movie? Three. I also give it a three. It's just bad, man. Yeah, it's just not entertaining. Not entertaining. And, man, to continue our trend of getting the Weagle uh, – Members on the shows next week, we're going to have J.P. Williams, host of the Woodstock Hour and host of the New Music Hour, joining the show to talk about the modern westerns No Country for Old Men and Wind River. I'm looking forward to this one, Davis. I haven't seen No Country for Old Men other than maybe twice. Now, now J.P.'s a big fan of No Country. He's a big fan, man. You see No Country? 
<laughs> you have to call uh, it. <laughs> you have to call it. You have to call it does. Um. Anyway, um, we would like to thank you all for listening to this episode of Through the Lens and trudging through Morbius as we did. It was a tough one, but we got through it together. And we thank you for listening to this episode of Through the Lens. And all episodes of Through the Lens, our climb to a thousand total listens continues. Hopefully, we'll hit it before the end of this season with all with all of you listening to our episodes. Again, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. What are your thoughts on Morbius? You can let us know by reaching out to our Instagram page, reaching out to any of us directly, or commenting on our Instagram page when we post about this episode. It'll be posted at the same time this episode is posted on Spotify. You can follow us at Through Lens Weagle on Instagram. That's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram for all updates on the show, what episodes we're doing, and discussions about movies in general. You can follow Weagle 91.1 FM on Instagram at Weagle underscore AU for updates about Auburn student-run radio station. Again, we'll be back next week to discuss Wind River and No Country for All Men. We thank you for joining us. We will see you all next time.